Where are we with Kirk Cousins? Welcome back to the DMV Sports Roundtable with all the usuals, Dimitri and Chris and Georgie and Jamal and our special guest, J.P. Finley from NBC Sports Washington. J.P., it's great to have you here. This is a treat. I just got to meet Bob Marburg. It doesn't get cooler than that, man. I, that guy's been telling me the traffic since I was a kid. As we watch these uh, playoffs, we uh, if you're any kind of dyed-in-the-wool Redskins fan, you're thinking, when's my team going to be in there? And I think before you can answer that question for us, we have to figure out who our quarterback is. And uh, a quick internet search, if you type in Kirk Cousins, all you're seeing is stories about which teams he's going to go to. There's nothing I've seen lately about him staying with the Skins. What's your feel about that? Well, the, the thing to remember, before you get too far down the, hey, will Denver make a big run at Kirk? Will Arizona make a big run? Cleveland, Jacksonville, the Jets, whoever you want to say, remember that the Redskins still maintain some control in this process. There, there are two tags they could use to lock Kirk up for at least a year. One is the franchise tag, which Redskins fans are, are quite familiar with at this point. The Redskins used the franchise tag on Cousins in 2016, and they used the franchise tag on Cousins in 2017. In 2016, it cost them $20 million. 2017, it cost them $24 million. So they're able to use a third straight franchise tag. It's worked for two seasons. Why wouldn't they? Well, they wouldn't because it's going to carry a $34 million price tag. That's a significant cost increase, $10 million more. That At a certain point, that gets to be cost prohibitive, especially as you try to build out the rest of your team. The, the other option, then, is the transition tag. The transition tag doesn't carry as high of a salary. It would be $28 million, closer to $29. I think it's $28.8 which is still a ton of money, but in the relative world of NFL quarterbacks, hey, maybe that makes sense. The problem with the transition tag is that would allow Kirk Cousins to go and talk to other teams, take free agent visits to other teams, and he can even sign an offer sheet with other teams. If he agrees to a deal with another team, say the Broncos, for instance, Kirk can sign an offer sheet from the Broncos, and if he goes to the Broncos, the Redskins would only get a compensatory third-round draft pick in return. Clearly, Kirk Cousins is worth way more than a third-round draft pick in return. But there's a big but there, and it is that if Kirk agrees to terms on a transition tag with another team, the Redskins are allowed to match that offer. And that's where this thing gets really interesting. You know, but at some point, you've got your quarterback looking like he's in a hostage video. I mean, does he, does he want to be here? Uh, I would love signs... to be a hostage that had made $44 million dollars the last two years. Well, that's a good point. I, I think... I, the narrative with Reds, with the Redskins and Kirk has shifted a lot, right? We all know what, what Kirk told us at his recent uh, radio charity event, and we knew parts of this, but he gave us a lot of details. In 2015, when he was the starter and he was kind of up and down, the Redskins offered him a contract extension then, and, and it was reasonable. I think the reports are around $12 million a year. Kirk had four games left in the season at this point when he was offered that contract extension. He says that he wanted to sign it. His agent told him, no, play it out, see how you do. You could come out on the other side of this thing worth way more. If you remember all the way back to 2015, the Redskins won. They ended up winning the NFC East. Kirk Cousins, over the last four games, threw, I think, 12 touchdowns to just one interception. Kirk was on fire late that year. And... In turn, the Redskins all of a sudden were in a really bad spot because Kirk was now worth a lot more money. The Skins in 2016, really where the Redskins messed up was in 2016. They probably could have gotten a deal done with Kirk Cousins that now would look like a modest salary. Uh, maybe you could have gotten something done at $20 million a year, 19 21 somewhere in there, that if they were paying Kirk for that now, they'd be in business. They did not offer that kind of deal. They lowballed Kirk at that situation and, and offered him something laughable, knowing he had already signed his franchise tag at that point. He was going to make $20 million even if he didn't sign another contract. Fast forward to 2017. They again go with the franchise tag. Kirk signs it. Never decides to have any sort of negotiations with the Redskins. So the Skins tried to get things going again in 2017. They offered a real they gave him a real offer. It was about $54 million guaranteed. That it was the low end of what they could put out there as a reasonable offer. The Cousins camp decided not to even negotiate. And that's how we've gotten to where we are now. 
Yeah, and so there's a lot of blame to go around, probably 75% with the team, but it, sure. it doesn't seem like, uh, m- maybe somewhere along the way, Cousins said, I'm swimming with sharks here, I'd better act like one myself and take a defensive posture. I mean, does he bear any responsibility for where we are? Well, I, I think there's a big difference between responsibility and blame, right? I, I don't think he has... I don't think he has anything to feel so, to be sorry for. He's maximized his leverage and his situation throughout this process. I, I think his agent has played this extremely smart and gotten the absolute most value for his client. And if you look at sports and you look at the NFL in particular, athletes rarely get the leverage. Athletes rarely get to squeeze the team. This is one of those rare situations where Kirk has the leverage and is using it. So responsibility sure I mean, at, at any point at any point in all of this Kirk could decide hey I want to do a long-term deal this let's be done with this he has never done that at, at any point not to compare the situations but Drew Brees after that loss to the Minnesota Vikings last Sunday Drew Brees is set to be a free agent Drew Brees I think hours later that night put out on Twitter I love New Orleans I'm coming back we can we still have games to win something to that effect I don't know the exact words if Kirk wanted to do that, he could do that. Kirk could tweet out, I want to be a Redskin. Instead, we get long, lukewarm answers about the short answers, yes, I want to be in Washington, but the long answer is much more complicated. It doesn't have to be complicated, man. You could just say, I want to be here, or I don't. And, and it seems like Kirk's priority is to get to the open market to determine his worth. He has talked repeatedly about how he hasn't got to choose where he plays football since he picked to go to college at Michigan State. I mean, that was 2008. We're talking about a decade ago. So the guy wants some control of his future, and that's understandable, certainly. And I think that's my biggest thing about it is the answers we keep getting. You're right. You can come out and say, yeah, you're kind of hedging. Do I want to be here? Sure. But knowing that you can't for me, like $34 million, you're going to hold the team hostage. If you want to be part of this team and be and, and, and have the team build around you and you want to make this thing a, a winner, then work out the long-term deal. Because, right, if, you, if he works out a long-term deal, the cap hit's going to be a lot less than $34 sure. million. Dollars. Well, he's not going to get paid $34 million for no, the year. You know? and, and if he wants to be here, they can make it work. Yes. I, but, I, I mean, I, I, but I, I'm, like I've said, I don't think that deep down he does or if he does i agree with you that he wants to see what he's worth and i don't have a problem with that then just don't you know then, then go do that right well and if he doesn't want to be here i'm not sure i blame him for that either i don't either you know he, nothing he's doing is wrong but i'm not sure he's been forthright in the process That's fair. I, I, I think your goal is free agency <clears throat> your goal is probably possibly moving on but we kind of don't get that said. And he's smart. He's savvy. I wouldn't say it either. You want to? Ma- they have been maximizing their dollar value throughout this process. If you're the Redskins, do you go to him and say, is there any shot of us signing a long-term deal? If not, then we, we have to move instead of just playing this game this offseason. You like to think that would happen, but but Kirk has kind of made clear in his timeline that he's not going to make any decisions until until the tag deadline in early March. Um, there is a there is a real school of thought. Chick Hernandez that I work with thinks it's time for the Redskins to let this thing go, to let Kirk walk away, compensation be damned. I, to me, I think you have to explore your options and. You know, you hear about sign and trade deals in the NBA all the time. Yeah. They're rare in the NFL. Trading is rare in the NFL. This past year was a difference. Right. Uh, you know, the trade deadline, you saw a lot of action. Uh, I, I think the Skins have to exhaust every option of trying to get something back for Kirk. Because otherwise, we can get so caught up in all of this nonsense. Kirk's a good quarterback. Yeah. There aren't enough of them. There's a market for him. And if you let a good quarterback walk, getting nothing, that to me is a big mistake. I agree with trying to get everything, get everything, exhaust all the options. But at this point, I mean, you can even tell, I think Jay Gruden's getting frustrated with it. Definitely. Just, I want to know who, because his job's on the line. Right. I want to know who my quarterback's going to be. If this isn't going to work, then let's just move on. And I think that that is where they're at. They can't pay him $34 million. Can't do it. But, the devil's advocate a little, Bruce Allen throughout this process has talked about team options, what the team options are for Kirk Cousins. Right. It's possible 
You can transition him this year. Yeah. And, and I don't know that Kirk would sign elsewhere and give the Redskins the opportunity He's to He's taking match. a gamble, isn't he, if he right. does that, yeah. Um, if, he, if he doesn't want to be here. Well, because two things. I think if he was to sign with Denver or Jacksonville, a good team, I think he would take less money. I, I think maybe he'd sign in Denver for 23 a but year. But I'm saying if he does that on the transition, you're running the risk that the Redskins oh, match it. I don't think he'll do it on the transition because yeah. he doesn't want the Skins to be able to get a discount. Right. And then... If he goes and signs with Cleveland or the Jets for thirty mil a year, good luck to is you. Is this really all about winning? Like he's told us, it's all about winning. Bingo. Um, it, it, the money's not a thing. But here's the other thing: they could transition him again in 2019. You can trans? Can't you do it forever? But then it jumps up to 34 mil. Right. But the cap keeps going up. At some point, it's not man. healthy for your team. Totally, you know. we're at that. Point. And we're at that point. What more is there to say right now? Is it just bow on that? Uh, tired of it? We've talked about Kirk a lot, and we just gave he gave but, us a really in depth. Kirk you know, fatigue is setting in. I think if you can get something for him, which is hard, know, tra- it's hard, very hard to do. Then you have to start to weigh your options. I, I really don't want him with George on the fact that I don't want the franchise tag because you do have you have several players on one of your deals. You have some of those guys that you want to keep, guys that want to get paid, and some like Junior Gallette who is about playing time, not so much as money, but you also have Zach Brown who, to me, the next tier down after Kirk on my list is Zach Brown. Oh, I think he's the top because, priority. Because middle, middle linebacker, we all know, we haven't had one – that good since London Fletcher. We've sure. been trying to replace London Fletcher for, for years. So when you have that, who is a homegrown talent? And I also, you know, endeared to the fact that he's from the area. I always love to see that. But he's a Pro Bowl caliber player. And now that he feels, and I saw your your uh, tweet, he feels slighted a little bit. And of course, you know, Redskins and Nation, we go crazy on Twitter because we think it's aimed at. The franchise. Oh, everybody yeah. saw that. And yeah, which out. in case, right. you know, and and seeing your tweet calmed me down. It was about the Pro Bowl, exactly. And and he wants that recognition because Zach is a really good player. He's, I, I think, he's the fastest linebacker in the NFL. Yeah. Here's what's wild: he was leading the NFL in tackles when he got hurt after mm-hmm. Week 14. 14, yeah. He didn't play Week 15 and still led the NFL in tackles. Right. A, a whole nother week. It took it took the rest of the league two weeks to catch up and to him. Deion Jones doesn't have that many more tackles than he does. I think it was 11 more tackles yeah. in three more games. The thing to point out with Deion Jones, I think he had three interceptions. Brown yeah. didn't have any picks. Well, you know, well, well, and, the, and the Falcons' defense was better. Yeah. I, I Deion think, is a different player totally. than, than Zach is. He's, a, he's one of those, what they kind of wanted to do, uh, what, what the Cardinals do with Deion Buchanan, what we had envisioned to do with Sue Craven. Yeah, that's a good point. Kind of that, you know, cash, dime, whatever you want to yep. call it, that hybrid mold. So he's also put in situations where he's probably in coverage more or in situations where he's able to make plays on the ball. And then he's just more of a he can play both say he's get type of player. Here's the thing I'll say with Zach Brown and and Wallace, to your point, yes, he should be the certainly the second highest second priority. priority. Yeah. And in a weird way, maybe a higher priority because you might be able to get that process done. Yeah. We, we know where this Kirk process is headed. Right. It's going to be wacky, right? Well, Zach, you can get done anytime. Zach, you can call his agent. Well, you can get Kirk done anytime, too, but I hear what you're saying. But There's we don't know that Kirk is interested. Right. We, we don't know what Kirk wants. You're right. Zach, you're right. Is, I, I think if, if the right deal came to Zach now before free agency opened, I think you could get that deal done. Yeah. Um, is there a reason here. that they, and we don't know that they're not talking. Maybe you do. I don't know. But it, I don't understand why. I've heard the process has started, okay. but it's a long process. <laughs> okay. And Kirk is it's it's ham it's going to hamstring the process. You know they talked about extending Crowder, and I don't know exactly where they are with that. You know, I think well Breland is they've extended Dunbar. So don't forget I think about that, Pryor. I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> I think Breland and Pryor are going to be going elsewhere back to Cleveland. Yeah. Here's that. what I'll say specifically to Zach will Brown. Throw to him in Cleveland next year. Yeah, no. I think you need a no. good linebacker next to him. When yes. Zach Brown was playing his best was when Mason Foster Mason. was next to him. And, yeah. and Mason's also a free agent. And I get that he's lower on the priority list, yeah. but you gotta figure out who's playing next to Zach because Zach is at his best when he's in the three four scheme. Mm-hmm. When he's when he's the off middle linebacker, where he's allowed to rely on his athleticism to make plays, and right. he's not the one calling the plays. Not that he can't do that, yeah. but but he's better when when less is asked of him to identify schemes and coverages, and he's just playing football. I, and Mason was so smart and right. so good in that role. I think that's where the draft comes into play. Sure, um, you know you have 
stud linebackers like Roquan Smith out of Georgia, and you have uh, Rashawn Evans out of Alabama. And, and yeah, couple- Roquan's not falling. Here though, well, that's just far. Did you think Jonathan Allen would fall to seventeen? No, I mean, stranger things have happened. Everybody, don't you worry. Doesn't. Baker Mayfield's falling. I mean, but yes. yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that also, nice. the Virginia Tech that. kid, he's gonna he's gonna turn heads at the combine. Yeah. Ed- Edwards, Edwards, Ed- yeah. he's very good. His brother is also a safety. He's coming out uh, later on down the line. You have Micah Kaiser from Virginia. You know, there's some other guys, but there are some quality young stud players that you can get at the middle linebacker sure. position that you can bring back Foster is fine. I wouldn't be upset if they did that. But if you have opportunity to get one of those guys and put them put them next to Brown, I think that's going to be even better when you have Allen back Ionitis, you still have to find somebody in the middle. It's going to be interesting and to I see how many of these, the draft for that. how many of these guys they do that are on the one-year deals that they do, you know, they always talk about priority your guys. Yeah, it's going to be interesting to see how many guys they do want back. Remember, sure. Mason Foster was mad when they yeah he put him on IR, to, put him right. on IR, and everything like that. So, but again, it's here's what money's going to talk too. The only linebacker, the only interior linebackers on the roster right now for 2018 are Spade. Josh Harvey, Clemens, right. Martrell Spade, oh, yeah. Zach, Zach Vigil. Vigil. Yeah. So you're going to have to do something. Oh yeah, it's, a move's going to have to be made, whether it's signing Zach long-term. What I wanted to say earlier about signing Zach long-term is that with this slight from the Pro Bowl, oh, Brown, not even if he gets... Brown. Brown. I yeah, said yeah. Brown, right? No, not, yeah, no, you said Zach. I was just... Yeah, Zach Brown, yeah. not, not Vigil. <laughs> I know he's he played well the co- last two weeks, Jamal, Yeah, he on. played well. But we, <laughs> he did we, play well. We, we, he's not on the uh, conversation right now. Yeah. We're talking about Zach Brown. But that tweet yesterday lets me know that even if he gets a nice deal, a nice long-term deal... He still has that hunger that he's going to play hard. Oh, he still yeah. has that edge, that something to prove. That You're saying instead of not a contract year like this year was? Yeah. yeah. But he still has something to prove, even though he might be set up financially mm-hmm. and have that stability with a long-term contract. He's not going to be Hainsworth-ish and other players that we've seen <laughs> that, get, that get, get paid, and then they take their foot off the gas and they feel like they've arrived and have nothing else to prove. With that tweet, he lets me know that I still have things I want to prove to this league, to this team, to myself. Outside of just money, it's football and winning games is also a priority. The tough part at at inside linebacker is inside linebackers have kind of become running backs on the defensive side of the ball. The mm-hmm. cash isn't there like it used to be. The no. value isn't really there. You, what do you pay for in the NFL? You pay for pass rushers and you pay for corners. Mm-hmm. Inside linebackers, whether or not the mindset is right, yeah. they become less important and in turn command less cash. And, and I think that is something that is frustrating for Zach Brown. Because if you look at the season he had last year in Buffalo, yeah. he was a stud. He was all over the field. He was, he was second a, in the NFL in tackles. Player. Right. But what is so different about his market this year than it was last year? I think when you start, Not, to, I mean, he's, he put basically he's put it's, up it's the same numbers, market, yeah. I would think, because right, and he didn't like the market last year. Is what I'm saying. Right, he, he only could get the one year deal at three right. million, and it's it's and that surprised me. I was glad that he landed here, but to see him still on on the market that long, right after you know tier one, two, even three of free agency had gone past, and the quality for a Pro Bowl guy is still. On the market, and he's not, you know, long in the two. He's we're not talking Navarro Bowman or somebody that's been around, you know, a long time. He still has a lot of years left. But I think this team's going to these hybrid safeties and these different, you know, college looks. And and Zach is more in the mode of an old school, right, middle linebacker. He, in the in the current modern NFL, yeah. you're not sure he can stay on the field for you on third down. Right, and, and with his speed, you think he should. Yeah, but that it, it's pass coverage is the only real issue, and, and he should be a perfect guy to cover tight ends because he has the speed and the size and the strength. Yeah. And <clears throat> we saw this year, but we, we've been seeing it for a decade. The Redskins struggle going against tight ends. Right, and then when you have guys coming out of college that can play safety, but you also have the option to put them at. Uh, middle linebacker, inside linebacker, have them in the box, and you've got that flexibility that you can put them. That's what had me excited about Cravens was that you could put him anywhere. There's there's nowhere. Well, you, you can know, put him you, elsewhere now. I don't well, think he's, he's coming back no, to DC. He's definitely not. Will, will he come back to football? Who knows? I, I, I would. Say, well, 
it's confusing. The skins have his rights. So yeah, yeah. until you work out that detail, and I, I'm not reporting. I, I don't know for sure that he won't come back here. I just have a hard time knowing some of the the, the people involved on both sides. Mm-hmm. It seems like that ship has sailed. Uh, to me, if you're the skins, you try to get some sort of value out of the pick. A late round something. Right. The problem is, people are going to, teams are going to be like, well, this guy, I don't, well, I don't trust this yeah, guy. But you like, know what, it, I think there are teams that will roll the dice. There for, are some, because they, they roll the dice on the yeah, yeah, yeah. But the, the way that was handled just seemed odd to me, and that could be a red flag for other teams. Well, and I think that's what that's what Because, the Redskins okay, do. you have the concussion stuff that came out. If you had that, and that was the reason, lead with that. Why is that, you well, know, you comes out after the fact? Still could have gotten paid. Yeah. See, that's the thing. And he didn't right? fire yeah. his agent. That's a fireable offense. Yeah. If you put out this information, they can put me on IR or whatever, and I can still get paid. Now I'm just out. I look like a quitter to my teammates, fan base, and, and whoever around the league. But if you had this, this concussion thing is real, you lead with that. Because you don't let your client look like a quitter. You don't let him have that. That puts a red flag on him. Questions about his character now, that when he does try to fight other teams, you know, that's red flag that's going to pop up. I just I thought that was botched and really mishandled by his agent. And he didn't correct it because he's going on rants on, you know, on on social media and giving away his jerseys and and that whole display. So it it was strange. And then when this stuff with the concussion came out, okay, if this is the reason, why did all this other stuff go on? From what I understand, the personal issues the family stuff that occurred was significant okay and then from there things just kind of fell apart yeah. honestly and, and i don't know enough but i know that there were there were, there was real trauma within his his close unit okay. and, and then you know once things start snowballing it, yeah you know yeah, it's hard and, to stop at that point yeah, that, well you know i can uh, and for I a think young for the, kid i get it right but for his agent to allow him not to be paid through that time if there was a way that say hey we've got this concussion but they also could have just made that up at the end of the year too when it came out the concussion and that's the thing i don't know about the situation it's it's the way the whole thing was handled anything could be true anything could be i don't don't know i mean specific to the concussion thing the program he was in, that doctor that signed off on that, right. is a very legitimate doctor. I mean, he's like True. one of the leading oh, head yeah. trauma right. specialists in the country. Right. So I don't think that dude is making anything making up. It up. Yeah, and, um, and that makes me scratch my head even more about yeah, how But it it's was also, handled. hey, you're on this reserved list. Mm-hmm. I don't I'm not a doctor, right? Like right. but it's also possible that he was having these recurring issues, and then when he's not playing football, he's still having these recurring issues. So yeah. they're like, "Well, shoot, man, we better get this checked out." Yeah, it's a yeah. quality I mean, of life thing. I understand that. You know, yeah. even the, after football, you know, it's about quality of life, and we got to understand that first. That when you've had these, you know, issues, that's the way she is always very worried about. You know, what are we going to do with Reed because he's one concussion away? Right. You know, it's it's. I trade him right now. You're yeah, not going to get anything for him, Ross. No, I know you're not. Because the whole league knows, yeah. hey, man, what this you dude, know. significant. Yeah, yeah. yeah. There's, no, there's no surprises there because he's a star when he can be on the field. Maybe you could trade him if he didn't have the contract. There are teams that would mm-hmm. be willing. Oh, I think that's the biggest. You're right. Oh, I think that's yeah. the biggest that's thing. The no, combined injuries with that cap number and... So the smartest move with Reed is just to hold on to him and get he's, get what use you can. The, I, I don't mean to speak about a human being yeah. in that sort of clinical way, but he's still hmm. the most talented tight end that you have. He's the best pass he, catcher on yeah, that team. He yeah. is now. Vernon has has been spectacular and even played beyond of expectations at his age. He's been you know a, a lifesaver at times. You don't really know what Sprinkle can do yet. No, you know he has one touchdown, and he's he's a big kid that you can you can work with, you can mold. They haven't really been. I don't know if they're going to bring Niles back. I wouldn't see why. I mean, he's one of your best. And there's another thing with Niles; he doesn't stay healthy either. This year he did, right? He was healthy this year. This year, but I, I'm looking at you know yeah. long now yeah, that he he's had been on IR the previous right season. now yeah. that he's coming up, you know, as a free agent. Yes, he was there this year, but when you when you want to sign someone long term. You kind of look at the whole body. It's hard of to work. believe this was his seventh year. Yeah, 
Niles. Talking to, yeah, talking to him after the, the uh, clean out there or whatever, and he said he wanted to be back. He goes, this is our, I grew up here. I mean, he's, seven a, years. he's a leader on this on this team. He's, I forgot. He's that was, remember, great in the locker room. He's one of the best special teams guys. Wide out out of Nebraska. Wide receiver, yeah. He knows where the bodies are buried, man. Yeah, he does. <laughs> like, I, yeah. it, so seven years ago means he was there for, like, Rex Grossman, yeah. right? Yeah. Like Rex John Beck. Beck. Yeah. Beck. Yeah. yeah. And then the RG3. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah. he's got to be one of the longest 10. The rise I and mean, fall of Mike Shanahan. I think yeah. it's probably Trent and Kerrigan. Kerrigan, yeah. seven years. And Niles, yeah. Kerrigan, seven years. Because it yeah. was D. Hall. Or I guess it still is it still D. Hall. Still is, yeah. I would, I would love to see D. Hall be part of the staff. I mean, I think he's he's still. If he still thinks he can play, he's going to try and find somewhere to play, I think. Yep. He will, but I, I, I don't I know if just, he's going to find it. Right. I don't know if he's going to find it either. He he might may find a tryout somewhere or a, a, a training camp deal. But I think for him to kind of salvage, you know, because people are starting to forget how good of a player, how good of a career that he had even before the Redskins. He was one of the premier corners in the league. But I would just the connection that he's had with this with this team and the way that he's been able to. You know, be a presence, in the, and you guys know. You know, in the locker room, at least from where I'm sitting, you guys are there. You know, day in, day out. But I think his leadership, even as a coach or on the staff somewhere, would be beneficial to a lot of those Monte Nichols and a Fabian Moreau and a lot of these Hosley, a lot of these young guys you have on defense that could be, you know, very good players going forward. With apologies, can I bring us back to Cousins for just a little bit? If you uh, got to worry about Jamal, uh, is Jamal is, is the <laughs> the most resistant uh, to no, some I, of this discussion. I, I, I deal with it because it's it's there. It, it's you something can't avoid. Uh, it. No, you can't avoid it. And once it, it even after it gets done or resolved, whichever way it goes, it's going to continue to be a topic oh, of, of conversation. So Especially my, when he goes to the Super Bowl next year. <laughs> so so sure. my thought is uh, Andy Poland, who does sportscasts here at sure. WTOP and uh, hosts. Uh, uh, shows on WJFK says he heard from a highly placed source that uh, Gruden said at the beginning of this past season, go ahead and trade Cousins because he doesn't want to sign a long-term deal. Based on your reporting, have you heard anything that, that resembles that remark? Well, and, I, and if not, that's fine. I just, you know, I, I do trust Andy Poland to to not say something on the air like that if he didn't well, I don't I, believe it. I, I wouldn't doubt it. Would you? I don't know if it's relevant if I heard something similar or not. I don't doubt Andy's reporting on that. Mm. Um, I, I think there are plenty. If you look in hindsight at the scenarios that have unfolded after the last year, there's plenty that would point to that. Yeah. I reported this time last year that there were top Redskins officials that were confident they could get a lot of production from Colt McCoy at a significant less price than what they get from Kirk Cousins. And. I think I still think that's the case. Uh, from, from that's where we're headed, right? Sure. I, I know that there are, and I'm not saying it's Jay Gruden, but I know that there are members of the Redskins coaching staff that grew quite frustrated when the Cousins camp decided not to negotiate last year. And I don't think that's a surprise. Yeah, no, the guy's no. saying no. And, and then what he said later is, I, I want to see what the offense looks like. If you're Jay Gruden and you want to see what the offense looks like, hey, it's been the same offense yeah, right. since since I made you starter and I benched RG three. What I do you need to, to see? Free. Yeah, right. right. Yeah. And somewhere along the line, Kirk has been very complimentary of people he used to work with: Kyle Shanahan, McVay, Sean McVay, right. Matt Lafleur. All of these guys deserve those compliments. And not to say that they don't, but you never hear that or. You rarely, I don't want to say never, because I'm sure somebody on Twitter will pull up a line that he mm, said, right. but like you rarely hear that Kirk talk about Jay the same way. That's yeah, see, I don't true. think yeah, the, the, the relationship was with was McVay. And not yeah. saying that they that Kirk and Jay don't get along, but there's butting heads there. There but is. To your point, you said he guys. To, yeah, huh? to your point, you said he went to bat for him. And I think yeah. Rudin does feel that slight a little he bit. He was brought here he, to fix Robert Griffin right, the third. When, when he's That's not, why he was here. Right. But he chose to put his eggs in Kirk's yeah. basket and gamble on him. And I think, you know, he's, I don't think. Jay's and McLuhan a, was a part of that. Yeah. yeah. I mean, making that change. Gruden doesn't. He's, he's not an egomaniac. Listen, he's, Gruden's he's sitting back right now. So you want $34 million? Get the hell out of here. I'll file win with Colt McCoy. Well, I told listen, you that's what Scott told you. Because he doesn't have a whole lot of time. Well, well hold on, though. <laughs> For Jay's job security. Now, he's got three years left on his deal, okay. right? But if Kirk is back this fall. And they again go seven and nine, eight and eight, which we have a body of work to right. suggest that's what they'll sure. do. Right. The the seat for Jay is very hot. Oh, oh yes. absolutely. If oh, yeah. it's Colt and a rookie, 
and they go six and ten, but the rookie shows promise in the second half of the year. They buy them some time. I think it's a different look for Jay Gruden. Hundred percent. If it's, it's seven and nine option. again, you're having the same conversation next year, but you're looking for a coach. Yeah, and you're not going to and a quarterback. quarterback. Right. It, it looks different. Yeah. It, you know the way Agreed. JP just put it out. The optics are very different when it's. And, but not to suggest that Jay would want to move on because of that. Jay is yeah, enough no. of a competitor yes. that he, at some point, he said this in, I think it was even in season, Georgie. Do you remember when he said, at some point we need him to buy in? And buy in were his words. And, yes. and I found that very interesting. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, of course there was a comment with Larry and Cooley on the coaches show where he said, I'm tired of the one-year one year deal. Right. This was and, the end of the year. and uh, Right, and that was after the year. And that was after Kirk said, I'm fine playing on a one-year deal. Right. So, there's a disconnect. Uh, I talked to Darrell Young on my podcast. I'm plugging it. Sorry, guys. Right. Yeah, that's fine. Level Level <laughs> From one podcast to another. Right. Red, uh, Redskins Talk is my podcast. And I talked to Darrell Young, who played with Kirk, played for Jay. You know, he's a Niles Paul type dude that was with the Redskins for yeah. a long time. And just a I, great I hated guy. the fact that he was let go. I, he was he was one of my favorites. And, you know, to me, he's what Joe Giz would say was a real Redskin, oh, yeah. a true Redskin. I, I hated to see him phased out. In that, or that position to a, a big right, thing yeah. for the entire league. Not a lot Phased of pullbacks out, out there. No, yeah, but he has not. insight on it. What would we say? Yeah, but to your point, D.Y. is a great dude, but he said, yeah, there's obviously tension between Jay Gruden and Kirk Cousins, and uh, I, th- I think it's fairly apparent, mm-hmm. right? I agree. I mean, that, the clip we played the other week of... Uh, oh, the fight we played. Yeah, that's yeah, the yeah. flashes, right? Yeah. What did you say? Flashes. Yeah. Well, yeah. Oh, yeah. At the end of the year, when he paused after Kirk... It was a hard, yeah. hard yeah. pause. question was, how would you evaluate Kirk yeah. Cousins this season? Yeah. Hard pause. <sighs> and then it was, you know... But his, and his, but his facial thing, we, you could see yeah. it. It was just, you know... It's it, pure frustration. And it, that was a real reaction. When when you take and we talked about this the last time, like I said, when you take that hard, somebody asks you a question, and you say, uh, the truth is about to come out after that. You about to get my real emotion about like how Jay. I feel Jay's about it. Although he's less of a truth teller than a, at the beginning of his uh, sure. term well, here. Oh, he's he had got, to learn. He, he's the he's roasted now. dudes back yeah. then. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Five he, step. He's drop, trying to find that fine drop. line in between being honest. And kind of, but also keeping the peace. But some people thought so. Gruden's comments boiled down to: We went seven and nine. I can't say his play was outstanding, right. but he but, showed flashes. He's yeah. clearly a good quarterback. Yeah. Some people thought that was overly harsh. I thought it was completely fair. Fair, especially Kirk had two stinkers late in the year. Mm-hmm. I, the game in L.A. against the Chargers, I couldn't believe we saw that from Kirk Cousins at this stage of his development as a quarterback. Mm-hmm. Right. And then he doubled down in New York with a yep. terrible game. I'd argue his Another worst game one. ever as a Redskins. Against the JV yeah. team. Yeah. Just really a, a and, terrible. And, and so I think criticism was fair. Yeah, that, that's how I would evaluate him. I and don't, I, I don't and think the thing that gets me is different. where everybody says, well, they were out of it. It doesn't matter. You're playing for – I don't want to hear that. I, I hate that excuse. Uh, they were out of it. It doesn't matter. He was just it was cold. They are going out there. But you see, know what, though? He the was John, still playing. That's yeah. what I'm saying. You're playing. You're playing. But you're playing for – you know, that, that's your last impression right, right. now. And I, I judge right? him the way that evaluate him the same way that Jay did, because he didn't get he, he could have sat there and throw out all the stats because he looks like a Hall of Famer on paper. He looks great on paper. He's got great stats and you can't dispute that. But you can't get caught up in that either. You have to look at what he's actually putting out on the field on a consistent basis. Mm-hmm. He can have games and pad stats. I mean, he's been great at that for the last couple of years. But when it comes to winning games and showing up, in key games to go to the playoffs like last year. Yeah, Carolina and you know, the Giants. You yeah, can point you, to that you, too. You have to Terrible. evaluate yeah, that as at well. Home. Does, does he show up? I need a franchise quarterback that when he's got the ball in his hands in the fourth quarter with the game on the line, I have confidence. You know, when when Breeze or or, or Rogers, Roethlisberger, Brady, of course, when those guys step on the field in the fourth quarter. I might even throw in Russell Wilson just a little bit on the end. Hell, you know who made a big play in the fourth quarter last weekend? Case Keenum. Right. Well, uh, but when those that's guys exactly where I was going to take this. In the fourth quarter, when they step on the field, you're like, okay, we got this. But as a fan, when Kirk steps on the field, I'm nervous as hell. 
I'm not comfortable. And that's the biggest disadvantage, right? Like even a Case Keenum or a, a Nick Foles, you could argue, is, is are more consistent quarterbacks than Case Kirk Cousins. Or, not or arguing the, that about Nick Foles. No, yeah, okay. yeah. I, I will leave Foles without it. Really? Foles is terrible, man. terrible. But what I'm saying is those guys are, those guys are still standing. Year. Now, Foles is standing because Wentz is somewhat but, not standing. Yeah. Yeah. Keenum was great this year, and, yeah. and it's unfair to lump him in with Bortles and Foles just because they're all playing this weekend and they're not Tom Brady. Keenum's 20 what year is it? Keenum's 2017 season, I think, looks a lot like Cousins' 2015 season. Mm-hmm. Where actually, Keenum's whole season in 2017 was better than Kirk's whole season mm-hmm. of 2015. But Kirk was so good and so hot at the end of 2015 right. that it put him into this conversation. The Vikings are going to have a tough situation to figure out what they're going to do with Case Keenum. Yeah, they're going to have to pay well, him. They're, they're going to franchise him. I think it's obvious. Everybody though, is, is, is a free agent. No right. Is it, and Bridgewater. And Bridgewater. is it obvious how they feel though about Bridgewater because he's been inactive? Or are we still not putting so. that into behind I wouldn't, I Bradford? I wouldn't say that that's an indictment on uh, how they feel about I don't, Teddy. I think they're bringing Case back, period. I mean, the, I, I don't know when this is airing, but I'm pretty sure Case Keenum's about to get you to a Super Bowl. Yeah, you don't, yeah I, would, I would agree with that. I'm, I'm picking the Vikings. But in that situation, I, if, if, I wouldn't want the Vikings to get Matt Flynn. If that makes any sense. Yeah. Because, yeah. I mean, Case well, Keenum had a great... showed it for a longer period. Yeah. He, yeah. he, he had a it sustained year. It wasn't yeah. one game. It wasn't so one game. So when I, I say Matt Flynn, thinks, yeah. I just mean that he's had one good season. But just like Colt McCoy, and this argument that I have with Colt McCoy, he's been around. He's had the track record before. This is, he's not new. This is, he's not no spring chicken. This ain't no young quarterback. But he did play well this year, which will get him paid. But will you continue to get this Case Keenum once he gets paid? Or do you get the journeyman Case Keenum from before? And that's that's the roll of the dice you got to take. Sure. Yeah. Case was really good in college. And yeah. sometimes it takes a while. And he was in, you know, a lot of these guys get labeled system quarterback. But he, he was crazy accurate in college. And it seems to be coming. And, and you know, the joke about. Case and Nick Foles. I mean, all these guys played for Jeff Fisher. Yeah. And now That's all of a sudden true. they're hey, winning. Jeff Fisher's taking right. credit for this weekend. Right. Well, I tell you. Right. Yeah. Right. Right. Do you put any stock into this? I'm going to ask you this. They talked this week about the the defenses that are left, you know, the top five defenses or whatever. And that, you know, the whole, oh, Kirk Cousins is it's not a good week. Not a good week for Kirk Cousins because you can prove you build the defense, you make a good defense, or you build up the defense. You don't necessarily need a $30 million quarterback. You put any stock Fallacy. in Fallacy. Yeah. And and here's why. So, yes, the Vikings have a tremendous defense. The Jaguars have a tremendous defense. The Eagles have a very good defense. The Eagles basically did an RG3 trade to go get Carson Wentz. And mm-hmm. I don't want to hear about Nick Foles because he didn't get them here at right. all. Correct. Um, they, I, I had no idea you had such disdain for Nick Foles. It's the truth. <laughs> and you watched him? It's, the, well, it's not disdain. It's the truth. Yeah, I'm, not I, I to be, seem... I'm not trying to be rude. <laughs> Nick, mean. Nick Foles fact. is clearly a, a very accomplished athlete. He's an NFL quarterback. He deserves respect for that. Right, but, but he's not particularly good at it. This is well, not. He is not, like you said, he's he not the one almost out get, of football. Right, right. He exactly. Took that fishing he is trip not or the one that got him here. He's not related to you, right? No, no, no. no. I, I think it's not me that has disdain. I think you like him, Dimitri. I, I do. I do kind of like him. But see, he you did, are the he one member of the Nick Foles fan club. I, I guess so. And Carson I also, I also think somehow the Eagles are going to win on I, Sunday. I think it'd be a neat story. I do. I'd rather see Minnesota host well, yeah, the Super Bowl. Oh, yeah, as a Redskins fan, home. you would you don't want to see the Eagles. But I saw Although, the further they get, the harder the fall well, is going to be when they lose the Super Bowl. I can't root for it. <laughs> but if you were at that I, game I at FedEx it. where Minnesota really shamed us, maybe you want to see them go down. Now, you like to go to the Redskins game, but you can sit and root for the Eagles? Oh, I mean, only in this instance. Not well, to, why is this I, Why is that? What's so special about this one? Well, I, I didn't really like all those chants of skull, skull. <laughs> uh, <laughs> are you anti-Viking <laughs> skull? Uh, anti, uh, yeah, I, I'm kind of anti-Viking. I guess it was just okay. that experience. In I fact, mean, uh, in fact, Chris Chion was with me at that Vikings oh. game. He, uh, but you, I can't, you, are you talking about the Skins-Vikings game yeah. at FedEx? Yeah. yeah. And you put that on the Vikings fans <laughs> that invaded FedEx? 
No, no, I'm just. That's on. I, it was just a horrible experience. I mean, you got you got to back me up. How awful that was. <laughs> but here, how here many is... Eagles games have been ten times exactly. more awful? Oh, like the yeah, opening. Well, that's true. <laughs> it's true. Well, I mean, I think that the Vikings fans have a uh, strong fan base, just like you with the Cowboys and Miami Dolphins, and we've known this as a city where uh, there are fans from everywhere. And of course, it's always going to look bad unless you're dealing with a team that's probably more expansion, like the Jacksonville Jaguars. When we went to the Carolina Panthers game, I don't think there was a ton of fans from there. Squad, right. I think but, only um, only a Miami fan would throw them in there. I just heard just, that. I only that a Dolphin I've never fan. heard Dolphins we do throw, have Dolphins. throw we have that there. in there. Rich Tandler, who I work with, claims that the Dolphins are a national brand and really? there's Dolphins fans everywhere you want to go. And I, Tandler does. Yeah. And I'm like, dude, you are nuts. I'm one but, of them. I mean, I, Rich, is, Rich 70s, is great at what great. he does. I can't dispute Rich because I dispute Rich. <laughs> I don't buy it. I don't know. You can do it. You work with him. I don't know the man. Rich is I, a I, wise I, man, I would is. say, in most, hey, most instances. Taylor knows his football, man. He does. I, hey, Rich, let, him, Rich, I let me jump in the car in L.A. To, uh, from the hotel <laughs> to the stadium, so I like Rich. One thing I wanted to ask JP first about. One, first um, I didn't. You were not in the car. You were. Okay. Yeah. Oh, when you went to L.A. Rich was driving. Got it. Wanted me to hook you up with the parties out there. I remember that, George. That's right. <laughs> JP's parking meter is running. We've got That's eight true. minutes. Let's uh, pivot into these two playoff games. We've already <laughs> kind of exposed my uh, my love for Nick Foles somehow. <laughs> Am I the only one picking the Eagles on Sunday? I think they certainly have a chance to go and win this game. I'm surprised they're underdogs at home when Nick Foles was efficient as he was, 23 of 30 last week. Now, Nick Foles fan club number two. There we go. You guys, uh, I'm certainly I, not on the Wentz. I'm not on the Wentz wagon. Uh, like, oh, you're not? No, I, I, oh, I should say I'm more on the Wentz wagon than I am the Foles uh, fanatics. But... <laughs> I thought you were going to say wagon because Foles shouldn't have a wagon. I think that the Eagles' weapons in terms of their wide receivers are not strong enough to really compete with Minnesota. Oh, no. So I'm kind of going back and forth. I think, but Xavier Rhodes held Michael Thomas only three catches last week. Now, Thomas did find the end zone, but... Alshon Jefferson will be non-existent. And I, he'll be in a witness protection program this week as Xavier Rhodes is going to take him out completely. Yeah, and, you know, Zach Ertz, the Vikings are the best team in the NFL against the tight end. Only allowed mm-hmm. three touchdowns this past week. The Vikings have a pass rush that you, you can't really run against them. The Eagles, you know, we talked about Jay Ajayi. What did he get? 15 rushes. Like, they can't totally commit to him where the Vikings have that two-headed rushing attack. <sighs> I, I do think the Vikings win it, but they're three-and-a-half-point favorites. I have a hard time believing that they cover three-and-a-half. I think it's a field goal game. Under no circumstances ever can I root for any other team in the <laughs> NFC East that's not the Redskins. So, by default... <laughs> I can't go with the Eagles, but I wasn't going to pick the Eagles anyway. <laughs> Minnesota's defense is too good. I got to root for Steph Diggs. He's a hometown yeah, kid. Man. He's a turf. Right. I got to root for. I, if I got to root for good somebody, I, I'm going to root for Steph Diggs. And I was glad to see him get there. That was great. That he got that play yesterday. I feel sorry for Williams. They, that kid went through Although the ringer the, after the that. The Eagles have a kid that I think went to Wooten. Is that uh, Hollins? Well, Rodney McLeod went to DeMatha. Yeah, one of their, those receivers, I think, is a Mo County public school oh, kid. Well, but they, but they're Eagles. need to do more research. But they're Eagles. <laughs> Fair. But they're Eagles. It, it, does, it doesn't matter where they went to high school. They play for Philly. JP, you went to good council, right? Nah, BCC. Oh, BCC. Public school. Right yeah. up the road. Um, to your point, Dimitri, I liked the Eagles last week. I picked them to win. I may or may not. I don't know if there's any lawyers listening to this. I may or may not have <laughs> bet on them to win. Uh, um, I can't do That Vikings uh, defense. Under. That Vikings defense is too good. <laughs> All right. Um, this is the stat, and I don't mean to cut you off, JP. You're good. That I saw, uh, I don't know if it was a rap report, or one of them put it out, uh, or maybe it was Schefter. Since 76, Minnesota, was the last time they made a Super Bowl appearance, have not won an NFC champ, divisional championship game since 76. I don't know if that means they're going to break it. They've been the championship game. Yeah, they haven't won. They haven't won a conference championship. The one I remember is the Randy Moss, Randall Cunningham team where Gary Anderson missed the kick. That was one of my favorite teams ever. Dude, that team was so much fun to watch. Was that Cunningham or Culpepper? It was Cunningham. Oh, wow. Cunningham. But Chris Carter was on that team. They were loaded. Randy's just going deep on everybody. Wasn't Jake Reed on the team, too? Probably. Jake Reed? Yeah. Which was very underrated. Nobody even talks about him. But, yeah, I don't know if that's a stat that, that is motivation in them or is an indictment in them. I don't know. But I think another motivation is the fact that if you're a team that is able to host – you haven't played in the Super Bowl, Super Bowl since 76. You have a chance to win this game and play at home yeah. and host in front of your home fans. And they have not seen that since the 70s. That's got to be a great imp- inspiration for, for the team to no really want to go out and get it done. No city that's hosting a Super Bowl has ever had it. Yeah, no, that one be... game, ne- never been in a championship game, right? Not even one step. 
And Where Eagles, that, yeah. I, I know no home team has ever yeah, played. Yeah, no right. home team. And, and, and Eagles fans tell me, you know, that they uh, certainly don't want to make that happen. But because of the Eagles' bad luck over the decades, well, yeah, well, they, uh, they, they're they, motivated too. They've never won a Super Bowl. I just think you're going to have to. They're going to make. They're going to make Nick Foles beat you, and I don't think you can. Do you it. can't do it. You, you can't you do can, it. Nick Foles get Carson Wentz. I might be having a different conversation. I might have to lean that way just based off pure football and take my bias out of it, but it's Nick Foles, and I can be biased. Well, it helps just, that there's no wins, I don't believe, this Sunday. Uh, might be a little bit too early to forecast that out, but Nick Foles had some difficulty with that win this past Saturday. I mean, he could, I, I don't want to totally take anything away from you know his performance, and it was a really good one, but he couldn't really get the deep ball effective. Yeah. Maybe he has a better chance this week, and that's how you could potentially beat the Vikings is over the top. On like, Monday we, morning, will I you guys know. all send me some Starbucks if, uh, the, <laughs> if the Eagles... <laughs> I I think they certainly can do it. Yeah. I think they, they have a great offensive line too that can get some it, it might just be just, it might just be the home. Vikings I year. That's all there is to it. They, Nick Foles throws five touchdowns. I will I will <laughs> hand deliver a Starbucks to you next week. And uh, the Jacksonville game. I mean, uh, does anybody give them what a fifty percent chance? I, I don't defense, know. I don't that, know what the probabilities that would, would be. Defense will always give you some sort of a yeah, chance, but you're dealing with a quarterback that. Although he hurt his hand. Yeah. We buying that? What, what is that about? Uh, Diana Rossini came on ESPN Sports Center last night, said that it was, I mean, he hurt a little bit, but that it's not a big deal. I don't, when it comes but, to this, I, I don't, it's, it's, it's You're not going to believe Belichick on anything anyway. No, so whatever. But it's, it's Brady. Yeah. And Brady is one of those players that no matter how good the defense is, he still has a finds a way to exploit certain things. Well, Him and Belichick find a way. And they have so many people that show up in just different times. Like you said last week, it could be a Chris Hogan game, it could be a Brandon Cooks game, it could be, you know, whoever, Deion Lewis. They have yeah. so many different people that could lie dormant, almost like a sleeper cell. And in certain games in the playoffs and the Super Bowl, this particular person comes to life and he's the difference in the game. But with the defense that the Jaguars have, there's a chance. But it's, just, it's, it's Brady, they find a way between him and Belichick, no matter what you shut down, they find a way to exploit something else. Well, one of the strongest minds I followed, Sharp Football, is uh, the site. And the guy who put something out basically broke down the numbers. And when you have three wide receiver sets against the Jacksonville Jaguars, they're the best defense in the NFL. Number one in efficiency, number one in yards per attempt and completion. When you have two wide receivers, they drop to something like 23%, 24%. So you want to talk about who is it going to be this week for the Patriots? I like it to be Rob Gronkowski, James White, or Deion Lewis if Rex Burkhead's back. I think that they're going to exploit or they're going to say, all right, we will know now the they're the smartest team in the NFL. They're a reason why they're the best dynasty in sports. They know how to exploit these defenses. I think they do that against Jacksonville. And I think they got a record eight sacks against the Tennessee Titans yeah. last week. And that was against Marcus Mariota, who's mobile. Blake Bortles has proven he can move a little bit this postseason, mm-hmm. certainly. But you mean to tell me that when they bring the Hounds against uh, Blake Bortles, he's going to be able to get away? No, I, I think that this game, 28-14, I think the Patriots win it, um, covering the nine-point It could spread. be a couple touchdowns. And again, they're going to make, you know, you're going to shut down Fournette. You're going to make Bortles beat you. And okay. Fournette yeah. might not be 100%. And he he has the ankle either. injury. Yeah. TJ Yeldon's a good running back, but, yeah, but I don't think runs with the same ferocity as Fournette. Patriots, Vikings in I Minnesota. I, that's what I got. Watch. With the skull. That's what I not liking it. I'm, I'm going to be wincing all are the time. Are you going to boycott the Super Bowl? <laughs> no, no, no. I'll, uh, <laughs> so I'll, you don't have to hear I'll, those chants? No, no. I'll, so what does everybody think? I'll everybody think they cover the nine then at least? If we all think that they win. The Patriots? The Patriots, yeah. You know what? I'm not, I'm not a betting guy, but Probably. you know that's, that's your thing. But I'll, nine <laughs> points, right. I'll take that. I know that's a lot. <laughs> points, it is a lot of points. It's a lot. But it's but, not double digits. But for them, though, I think it's easy. You need Bortles to get to 20. Bortles getting to 20. Right. I think the Patriots defense has improved so. uh, the second half of the season uh, more so than maybe any team. So we're all in agree, right? Yeah. Yeah. Except Demetrius got the Eagles. I've got the you Eagles. You have the Patriots I've got or Jacksonville? The, no, no, I've got the Patriots. I'm not. I, I know I'm not. NBC wants? NBC would love Philly Jacksonville, wouldn't they? I think, they, I think <laughs> they'd rather have Philly Pats. I think they'd rather have Pats Eagles than Pats Vikes. Even though they're yeah, the Minnesota I think so thing too. at home? Really? You don't think that plays the into markets. it? I'm, everybody watches the Super Bowl, so it might be, you might be better off with stories True. than you are. Well, you got a story with the Eagles. They've never won a, a Super Bowl, right. so they they would definitely play that and up. And you got the rematch. If yeah, it's yeah, yeah. They, they would play that up. To game. If that was if that was the case. JP is a parking ticket being placed on your Dude, car I'm as we to speak. I'm trying to extend it, and the I, 
and the Wi-Fi is not working, so it probably is happening. We have right. Wi-Fi. Well, we're gonna have, we're gonna have told to have me you. that they're hawks out there. They are. They are. I, t- I told you to park around the building without the meter. I, I, I thought you... that's what I did. <laughs> if you paid, I parked by the natural the... pet store, whatever on earth the natural pet store. Yeah, is. well, that's that's what we right. have around here is stores like that. Uh, you, you didn't tell them to park in the back with a retail. I, I don't know. If there's any spaces out that's there. That's it. Whatever. As well, you know, there um, is they a won't space be back. They're not going to ticket you. The DMV Sports Roundtable will cover any any costs. There you go. And I guess by that I mean my my own. Demetri will cover any calls. Oh, if Foles throws five TDs, you, you, I've got a hit, deluxe. Hit me on Twitter exactly what coffee you want. I'm just a, a venti coffee guy. So, Foles. but I, I don't. I don't think you'll be delivering. But if you do, I will. That's one. I will have, you. you will have earned it. Well, you've earned it, man. Thanks for being so generous with yeah, your yeah, time. Thanks for coming. This is fun. Having. And if I could do a little gushing, as long as a $50 ticket is on your windshield, one thing I've always appreciated is you can talk about the routes that some guy runs and all of that, but you've always added, I guess, a little uh, humanity to your reports. I mean, whether it is like a Sua Cravens, what he's going through, uh, you always remind your viewers and listeners that uh, it's just a game. Uh, I don't know if you know it's your upbringing, your parents we should thank, or what, but uh, it's... BCC High School. Yeah, maybe, yeah, maybe that's Barons. it. Maybe that's County, it. But I appreciate. I, I, just I, I think that adds fun, an extra man. level. Adds an extra level to it that I think all of us appreciate when we watch you. Well, let the I folks appreciate know where that. they can find you on Twitter and in any other platform. Yeah, sure. Uh, my Twitter is at JP Finley NBCS Finley spelled with an A. Um, Facebook, same thing. Uh, Instagram. I'm trying to have a lot of fun on Instagram. It's JP Finley three, and uh, the podcast. Check it out. Redskins talk and. I don't, tune in to NBC Sports Washington. Riskin, Listen to WTOB all day, <laughs> and then and then tune in. Oh, do you watch 100? I do watch 100. It's fun, right? I do watch 100. I, I enjoy that show. And just a funny little thing. You like chicks' hats. I used to. <laughs> Chick always has great hats. He's a, uh, he's I used a to work at man. 400 North Capitol Street, and Beat Mitch used to do a show brother. on live shots. Oh, cool! And used to come in around seven on Mondays, usually after game day. And he probably doesn't remember me, but we used to sit there and in. in, in Talk about the game and you know go back and forth. And he's a real cool dude. So I just want to throw that in there real quick. He's the CEO of violence. <laughs> <laughs> Doc Walker gave him that nickname. And if you know Brian at all, like I mean, you watch. You ever notice that he's always pinching me? Yeah, yeah. And then and then I'll pinch him back and he'll punch me. Like it, it just escalates. Wow. Uh, I had no idea it was at if, that level. If, if you check he's out, a great, great guy. The the rapport that fun. they have and the, the chemistry that those two have that you two have is, is great to watch. And Chick is the perfect middleman. Yeah, it's a good kinda, show, man. Kind of complete fun. the circle and the, that chemistry you guys have is great. So it set your if you want to watch, just put a record on DVR because because of our schedule, Caps and Wiz games on air. The, it it the show tends to move around mm-hmm. a lot, mm-hmm. so you're better off DVRing it. Um, I don't know if that helps ratings, so if my bosses don't like that, sorry. But, uh, <laughs> dude, if you want to come in and talk to Beamish, just come hey, on through. That's what's up, man. Yeah. I appreciate He's that. He's a great dude, besides the pinching. <laughs> I, these are the things you learn when you finally uh, get JP in here. Yep. Thanks Finally, a lot, guys. Wallace just asked me. Is <laughs> that like I've been waiting? We've wait. talked about it since the offseason. Well, but uh, once we, the season got going, on it was like not yeah. going to happen. During the regular season, we just thought it was an impossibility. It'd be, it'd be tough. It'd but during, unless during, you guys all want to drive to Ashburn. During training camp, <laughs> George, we did have this conversation. Do yeah, what are we During do? training camp, we did say discussed getting JP oh, on I know. the show. I know, I know, I know. Okay, so But then he, the season starts and it's that's fine. Dude, I know we come back. Let's come back. I'll be back. When, when we know who our quarterback is. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> once, once the tag deadline gets done and free agency opens, we'll, we'll know a lot more. Awesome, man. Good seeing you. Thanks a lot. Thanks very much, guys. It was fun. The DMV Sports Roundtable is available on iTunes, the Podcast One app, podcastone.com, WTOP.com, and the WTOP mobile app. You just tap listen. God bless Redskins fans, large and small, all around the world. We'll see you later.